Very briefly, um, I was camping yesterday, and apparently the people I was with, they had this like ongoing thing that if anyone ever said, ka, ka, someone would come by and give them a shot of rye whiskey, and they'd have to drink it right then. <gasps> so I'd love to start, though, with cake. <laughs> the cake, cake, and somebody would come and give you, give you one cake. and a half. One shot of cake, cake. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm crying. Cake. But you have cake. to have it right then, though, is a thing. I, I would. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Why would I call out when I didn't want it then? Well, you get tricked into it, like more like you know, hey, what sound does you know does a crow make? Caw, caw. Cake. Then you have to have, you know, a shot of cake, whiskey, <laughs> whiskey cake. Cake, cake whiskey, the best whiskey there. <laughs> Aged in cake barrels. <laughs> Good morning, meat suits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 107. We have now done as many episodes as the section number made famous by the Timbers Army, the supporters group for the Portland Timbers. And when I say famous, I mean not even famous on Wikipedia. (laughs) Speaking of things that the general public doesn't know about, this week we're talking about The Host by Stephanie Meyer. This is her third attempt at fiction after the Twilight series and the book jacket where she listed herself as an author. <laughs> We're reading the first half of the book today, which is also about 11 hours on the audiobook. And you can read along with us. You can get that audiobook for free. Did you know you can do it for free by going to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you go to that address, you sign up for a free trial. You can get any book on Audible for free, mostly, um, including this one or a good one. And you get to keep that book and you support our show and keep your support of the show even if you cancel your trial before it charges you a thing. Incredible. Was I out of my head? Was I out of my mind? How could I have ever been so blind? I was waiting for an indication. It was hard to find. Don't matter what I say. Let me introduce you to today's panel. Of course, I'm your host. My name is Alex Falcone. I'm a comic from Portland. And uh, you can find about all about me and my internet doings, my live show doings and all that by going to alexfalconecomedy.com. My website is sort of like a psychic hooker. It's blowing your mind right now. (laughs) (laughs) And the panel with me today is very good. I'm looking forward to this immensely. Uh, First up, he's an eccentric cave furnisher and decorator in Northern California. It's Ezra Fox. I don't take too kindly to any of my guests killing my other guests, even if they're really annoying. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) So annoying. I think I'd take kindly to that. Yeah. You'd think I would, too. Yeah. Sounds like somebody's folksy wisdom doesn't know the meaning of a nuisance. (laughs) (laughs) Starts with noose. (laughs) Also joining us today, he's lived on nine planets so far, but until now, he hasn't found the young man over which he wants to pine annoyingly for the rest of his life. In Seattle, Washington, it's Chris Smith. I'm snacking on your brainstem, and it tastes like feelings. I don't think that's how they worked, but I wish they did work that way. <laughs> so creepy. Also joining us, a uh, very special guest today. She's sharing a brain with that alien you just heard and a microphone. But they both have the part of their brain still intact that involves constant longing. Also in Seattle, it's Tanya. Oh, hey, I'm uh, the voice that's moaning and sobbing in your head nonstop. I'll be here forever. Is it really fair to say, like, sharing a brain if neither are using any of it? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's... Unclear. I mean, 
I, I, I didn't look this up yet, but I was going to. In what part of the brain does longing originate? And is it possible that they could just shoot that part of her brain and let the rest stay? <laughs> just a full emo lobotomy? Yeah, <laughs> emo lobotomy. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess you're probably confused at this point, because like most of the world, you haven't read The Host. So, Chris, as always, you need to summarize for us. Yes. Because your dulcet tones and your freakish recall today. I would like you to do it in the style of an alien giving a report back to her seeker. Here we go. Dear seeker, yes, the souls have successfully invaded Earth. What are souls again? They're little jelly dudes that invade people's brains and take over their personality. You already knew this, seeker, because we're both souls. And indeed, we've taken over humanity. Now, me, I'm just reporting. My name's Wanderer. This is my ninth planet. And uh, I'm in the body of Melanie who used to be a freedom fighter for humanity, or at least some sort of survivor. But, you know, now we caught her, and, and I'm in her. <laughs> she is so annoying, guys. All she does is long for this boy, Jared, and her brother, Jamie. And you know what? Fuck it. I, I just I went out to the mountains, and I found her uncle and her boyfriend and her brother in these lava tooth caves. I, have, I can still hear her, and she still has a lot of emotions, and I have the same emotions because we're the same person. It's all very confusing, and uh, that's pretty much the book. They're in caves. <laughs> People in caves. People in caves. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna need to flesh that out a little bit. <laughs> this, this is the problem with the twenty four hour news cycle. This is really not that much to report a lot of times. <laughs> I was really proud of calling Jeb a cave decorator because that seems like his main thing at this point is just he just wants to talk about this beautiful home he's made for himself in a tunnel yeah it's mtv caves (laughs) (laughs) my lava tube Uh, it sounds like we're being a little mean, so we should actually start, like we usually do, with a compliment sandwich. Uh, we begin and end with a compliment, and that way it sounds like fair criticism and not just mean-spirited truth-telling. Uh, so, uh, Tanya, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? I'll go last. All right. That means Ezra is up first. Okay. There's a great moment where the character Wanderer just really hit the, the nail on the head uh, with this line. Did he honestly think anyone wanted to hear my voice, let alone listen to my stories? <laughs> <laughs> if this was Stephanie Meyer speaking through her character, uh, the answer would be no. No, not at all. Definitely no. I, it's sort of, I mean, I like her storytelling, I guess, because it was like, let's see how little imagination Stephanie Meyer has about this planet now. <laughs> Give her another planet to try to describe. Why were there so many planets? Oh. Well, I think there's just a lot of planets, so I could play the song Tenth Planet" when I'm putting together the show. They were—it was very nice of her. Crickets. I don't know that song. <laughs> we don't know that song clearly. Did you just say crickets to me. <laughs> Ouch, Tumbleweed? dude! Just crickets. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it mean. That's the best heckle that I've ever heard. <laughs> just as soon as somebody finishes a joke, crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Not ordering crickets. This is not like a cake shop. <laughs> Where are my crickets? This joke needs some crickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your major compliment? 
So my major compliment is that Stephanie Meyer is clearly doing a great job trying to get over her psychosomatic condition surrounding people touching her. <laughs> um, she's doing a great job of getting that out and working it out through the narration. When people get touched, their skin is on fire. Sometimes it's cold as ice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels like electricity. But it almost never just feels like somebody touching you. So, um, you know, she's working through a lot of, of hardship, and I just want to compliment her bravery. The, the picture I had in my head, you know, you guys know Tweak from South Park? I just mm-hmm. picture, like, you know, whenever anyone touches <laughs> she's like, ah! <laughs> my skin burns when it meets his. Yeah. That's a condition! <laughs> Yeah, that's a seven-day course of antibiotics, at least. Yeah, I mean, at very least, some sort of, like, powder or something. Bomb or tiger in it. <laughs> Bond. Tiger powder. <laughs> all right, uh, so my, my major compliment. This book, all right, although we've already, it already sounds like we hate it a lot, so much better than Twilight. What? There is... Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So much better Crickets. than Twilight. And it... <laughs> Angry crickets. <laughs> no, okay, at least it starts out a lot better than Twilight, because there is a lot more plot going on in the early parts than anywhere in the first two Twilight books. Yeah. I really feel like when Shred was introduced was when it all started going downhill. I tried to elbow him in the stomach, but his abs were just too rock hard. <laughs> it hurt my elbow, not him. <laughs> That's true. That... Plus, the middle of the book is just, I'm in a lava tube and people don't like me. That's it. I mean, the it's... don't liking me part I hate, although, really, I do like the lava tube. And I want to see this movie because I want to see the lava tube. <laughs> you could just go see a lava tube. They're, they're in the world. They're, they're Can I? Things. Yeah, go. Yeah. Go right Dude, now. Where are Mount lava St. tubes? Mount St. Helens. <laughs> they have caves. They have caves at Mount St. Helens? That's so close to me. You should go. <laughs> I will. <laughs> go ahead. Go now. We can wait. So how was it? Holy shit, lava tubes, guys! Right? They're really dark, aren't they? Natural <laughs> conduit through which lava flowed. I know where I'm hiding when the silvery aliens get all over my <laughs> spine. <laughs> my upper neck. My upper neck. <laughs> my sweet, sweet upper neck. <laughs> all right, Tanya, your turn. Major oh. compliment. Actually, I'm I'm gonna kind of back you up on this one. I thought that. The if you looked at this book sort of written out as like a in a non if you were Stephanie gonna make an MS, MSNBC infographic yeah if you were gonna make an infographic about it like I'd be kind of into it like I I I think it'd be sort of interesting however it takes so long to get through all of the plot points because of the tedious narration yeah and also the woman who's reading this whose name I I, I need to be able to chastise her in my head when I'm listening to this. <laughs> She is unbelievably bad. Wow. Uh, Yeah, she's got a lot going. But that being said, that being said, I was a little curious about what would happen. Like when she was trapped in the desert, I was like, how is she getting out of this one? Please don't let it be Jared. (laughs) Please don't let it be her getting out of this. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to save my soul?
let's move on. Time for the hate game. Today we're playing a game call that I'm calling Hate Weight. Uh, it looks totally dirty, but you're actually working out your hate muscles. <laughs> oh, shake oh, weight. Yeah. Shake weight. <laughs> oh, my God. It just looks like you're jerking off many waters. Uh. <laughs> okay, Tanya, go for it. Uh, you, you don't like that the souls have Indian names. Well, no. <laughs> Shockingly, I don't love the, the Ford's deep waters. I Wow. Really? Yeah. Is this where we're going now? No. Because he's a healer. Because no. he has healing powder. Come on. <laughs> okay. Actually, no, this is serious. I really misunderstood that. I didn't realize it was like crossing over those waters. I thought it was like like several cars stuck in deep waters. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a, a dealership that was struck by a flood. That's what it was. <laughs> it's a domestic dealership in Galveston. Come on down to Ford's Deep Waters. We've got the right car for you. <laughs> <laughs> Underwater. <laughs> Underwater. <laughs> This is the Atlantis Ford dealership. We are underwater both literally and figuratively. <laughs> need your business. This is not a good idea. <laughs> you will owe more on this car than it's worth the minute you buy it. <laughs> I mean, I also like Wanderers, just like the main character calls herself Wanderer because she's been to a lot of different planets. Or sorry, everybody well, else calls her that. I just have to, I have to jump in and say, I mean, because this actually leads to my other hate about this is that the soul is like, inserted in Melanie, which sounds totally gross. <laughs> and, and then she has to acclimate to Earth and, like, all of, like, the humans that she's dealing with, even though most of them are also taken over by other souls. So we spend a lot of time in the beginning, like, and I know we're all excited about the cave stuff, so that's where we've been focusing, but really there is a lot of time spent in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. like, with her dealing with how other humans look and, like, des she describes their eyebrows as fur stripes. Yeah, that Come on! <laughs> That part made me giggle out loud. <laughs> really? And there, I just, I, oh, she does. Funny. Actually, it's funny because she writes it how, like, I think a six-year-old would write a book with an alien in it where she'd be like, yeah. that's a human expression that I do not understand. Why do the humans have fur stripes over their eyes? That's what she, <laughs> she sounds like that. She sounds like a six-year-old robot. Well, and this is one of my hates, is just the way that Maya wrote it. She's like, I saw a silvery object, a disc on the end of a rod. Humans call it a spoon. Yeah. And like for every object. But then like for simple things, because she wants to illustrate the news. And then she's like, so I got in the car and drove down the street. Right. And like, <laughs> it's just wildly inconsistent that simple things are like, the green fruit was called an apple by these I people. checked my human memory banks and found the term <laughs> apple. That's right. <laughs> Wait, so your alien is a robot also, Alex? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alien robot, how scary is that? Decently scary. Like, and then she references having read all about, like, human history and being like, I yeah. couldn't stomach most of it, but I figured it out. And you're like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> how, did you, how did you get in a door and find a book and open the book? Like, really? <laughs> I mean, there's a brief training video that they had to watch that was mostly about not sexually harassing each other. <laughs> I also like. Here's a spoon and apple, and, a, and here's how to drive. Also, don't sexually harass each other. <laughs> don't put the spoon in the apple. If, if I was, <laughs> if I was, if I was like a symbiote thing, I would sexually harass everybody. <laughs> well, they're also positive, so they'd all take it. Yeah. How much months along in her like human body is she when she has her little sit down like facts of life talk with her comforter? Who's like, oh, wait, you didn't, you haven't found yourself sexually attracted to anyone? And she's like, I don't know what that is. So to, to be clear, this is with her alien helper who's in charge of comforting. Not as I originally thought, she was just talking to her comforter. I, has all the personality of a wet blanket. Oh. <laughs> at 
this book could have also been t- called On the Nose because the comforter <laughs> chapter, the chapter where she goes to meet this woman is called Uncomforted. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I got to hate on Stephanie Meyer for not knowing the difference between texture and taste. Okay. Um, <laughs> at one point it says that uh, the white vegetables were crunchy in texture. Good so far. Mm-hmm. Woody in taste. That's going to be another <laughs> texture. <laughs> It had a woody taste in that there was a snake in its boot. Oh. <laughs> that would have blown her mind. <laughs> that many references all together. Yeah. That, well, that would have been too much. Well, the references reminds me of this. I'd just like to put this hate out there yet again. And maybe we'll just have this be on record so I can play it whenever it happens again. But she did it in Twilight, and I hate it, and she did it here too, where she said, despite what your science fiction writers think, this is not how the aliens are. You're lying to yourself. <laughs> you're writing a science fiction book right now. It's happening. It's you you're talking about. <laughs> how do you not realize this? <laughs> ah! <laughs> this makes me so angry. Oh, God, that's funny. Oof. Um, I got to hate. Yeah. I guess glossing over needless deaths. Um, <laughs> so at one point she's saying how like um uh she says that she wouldn't give herself up i think to save uh five billion lives which oh, no, maybe I... means that they already killed two billion people just by taking over yeah yeah or stephanie meyer has no idea how many people are in the in, <laughs> in the world well that makes me wonder too if they're able to bone are they like their human bodies like they can have kids right but they live yeah. forever we're gonna run out of space in space <laughs> <laughs> there's no room for all of these people where are they going to put all these new people they're making yeah but everybody has that positive work together can do spirit I'm sure they could live in like you know a great skyscraper yeah wait so also if you had a baby it would be a human body baby right or would you have you have to put a soul you have to get a soul yeah. from somewhere and put it into the baby because to be clear the souls are like a handful right you mean like like I said they're, they're really trouble or like like when they insert the soul uh, I, I, I was saying more like half a boob <laughs> Half a boob? Huh. Yeah, that's that's an interesting way to put it. I can't but the, picture any described... way that you could cut that in half that it would seem like a thought that I want to continue. No, no, no I, I can <laughs> see it. So, like, if you could figure out how your hand would be cupping a whole boob and uh-huh. then just sort of close it halfway. That's how, uh, that's where the... Like... Close it? What, <laughs> what kind of, of poly pocket hand are you doing? <laughs> close it is the part that I don't... Like... Close your hand halfway. <laughs> Don't close your boob. That really halfway. changes. <laughs> it just erratically changes the shape. Basically, what I'm saying is, if you have your 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 hand like you're gonna like hold like an egg or something, I feel like they like they put the soul into your hand and it's like this like little like silvery jelloy guy. Jelloy guy. And also, we should be clear: the the book opens on the the soul being inserted into this Melanie person, but it's all from the perspective of of Ford's Deep Waters and his like gang of like medical what have yous mm-hmm. and also i think that I, I would actually watch the medical drama based on <laughs> them just dealing with all these crazy people yeah <laughs> the, the drama wouldn't it be called like deep insertions or something the, like yeah that? it well wow. and also again bless stephanie meyer for being so dense but when she's describing melanie face down on the table and they're talking about insertions <laughs> like, like, didn't catch where it are all. you putting the soul where are you putting the soul oh her neck <laughs> soul oh. enema Oh, oh. <laughs> can you imagine like a really like inept healer who just like 
puts the soul like right off the butt. Oh, I, was, I was supposed to make an opening. I didn't realize. But there are already so many good openings. <laughs> Why would you make another one? Yeah. Look at absorbed into the bloodstream faster this way. <laughs> Just like Ew. Oh, dude, guys, it's a soul pository. Hey. Oh. oh. <laughs> There's already a name for it. Why did we bother? Do you think the memories would change? <laughs> memories are just about. Maybe a little dirtier. This ad was required, but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, in the Soul Alien Psychiatric Office. This office is pleasant. Yes, I try to make it pleasant. Yes. So, Wanderer, what seems to be troubling you? Comforter, my host body is a whiny Bella clone. Am not. Jared! He's not here, Melanie. <laughs> then I'm gonna kill myself. No, you're not. You don't do anything. I hate you. Can we talk about Jared some more? She's like this all the time. Yes, that is annoying. Have you tried reading to her? This body's functionally illiterate. Books are boring. Well, then I'm going to prescribe a one-week free trial to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. You can download an audiobook and keep her occupied. Like what? How about Twilight by Stephanie Meyer? It also features an emotionally stunted older man abusing a younger girl who's too stupid to know any better. Oh, he sounds dreamy. What if we cancel afterwards? I can't go through another tantrum like the time I took away her copy of Never Say Never. I hate you! Then the book and the drugged compliance it brings are yours to keep. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Fight stupid with stupid. Never say never. Never, never, never. Fun or not. That's what I want to play with you guys. So the first question, fun or not, sharing a body with an alien when you guys have almost 50-50 power over the body. Oh, see, that's the thing. It's the almost 50-50. Well, power over the body, I feel like they have to discuss whenever they're going to hand over control or whenever Melanie's going to actually control the limbs. Yeah, I like that about it. Like, so I guess it would it, be more fun to be, to be Wanda or... Because she gets to override. She, she has a veto authority most of the yeah. time. I'm, I'm going to make a strong case for more for fun. Uh, because you guys know, I mean, running can be fun or cannot be fun. But yeah. three, three-legged races where you have to coordinate between two people <laughs> are almost always fun. That's true. So That's right. you, you imagine that kind of skill for doing everything. Like It's like two-body sandwich making. You're like, like, oh, I want mustard. Like, oh, no, I want mayo. It, it sounds like a riot to me. Well, so physical things, maybe that's fun. But I'm, I'm going to go with not fun because so much of what they, like, share is emotional. Can you imagine, like, just for example, if you're watching, like, The Lake House and you're hating it and there's a voice in <laughs> no, your I head. No, I cannot imagine like, that. I can't. I don't know what you're like. Yeah, why would you hate on The Lake House? <laughs> completely invested and it's, like, crying openly the entire time. Like, it's almost worse than having somebody in the room with you. It's like, you cannot make them shut up. I guess it would be less fun to have it be a whiny teenage girl. Yeah. Right? My fun fun thing goes back to Ezra's, because I also think, like, exercise is a good, like, running is a good example. Like, it would be nice to have someone who could be in charge of discipline for me. Yeah. Or someone to talk to on runs. Oh, That's yeah. Without getting out of breath. Running. That's, you get out of breath. Yeah, running is boring. I'm sorry, Colleen. But it, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It's yeah. boring. Like, why? Are, there's no ball for me to chase. Why am I doing this? You could run with a ball. Yeah, that, well, it, it wouldn't work. No. 
but anyway, yeah, so having someone to talk to, someone to tell you where to keep going. Plus, you could blame stuff on her whenever you guys screwed something. I'd be like, sorry, Mel was in charge for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, inner Chris made me eat this ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that's yeah, fun. Yeah. All right, next question. Fun or not? Uh, living in lava caves? Oh, not fun. Not fun? I'm going to go not fun on this also. Uh, well, Chris, Chris, I need sunshine. I don't know. Well, mirrors. <laughs> mirrors don't make sunshine, dude. Mm. I feel like they, well, I, I guess this isn't fair. I, I think Melanie or Wanda, I guess Wanda has an unnest, like an unnatural obsession with Cheetos that I find really disturbing. And I wonder if it has to do with the caves. <laughs> I don't know. But it keeps coming up like every time she's like around someone who's eating Cheetos or when she's alone with the food supplies. Yeah, I really wanted them to come back and there to just be empty Cheeto bags everywhere. And she just goes, it was Melanie's fault. <laughs> Inner Melanie made me eat all these Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just don't like like the different like politicking of the lava tubes, you know? I feel like it's kind of like Big Brother, but stuck in lava tubes. You mean Jeb with his gun where he'd shoot you if you hurt his guests? Yeah, that's exactly what happens on Big Brother. I mean, I kind of like that. Like, I feel like it's... it's <laughs> you've got... Uh, <laughs> that would have been such a better version of Big Brother. <laughs> Did you guys see season five? It totally happened. <laughs> just, a, just an old prospector with a... <laughs> I mean, I like the what I, I guess what I like about the lava tubes is, politics is that Jeb is in charge. Like he runs it and he changes the rules all the time, and he's got an eye for the eccentric and fun. I mean, he's kind of <laughs> funny a funny hat or die. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like Calvin Ball. Uh, in the it apocalypse. is. That's what I, I like about that. It's it's the the Calvin Ball constitution. I like how he wears after a while when he decides that like it's time to start trusting Wanda he starts wearing his holster around without the gun in it like why not just take the whole thing off (laughs) really that was a load bearing holster (laughs) he's pretty old sags into different parts of the holster so it's it's, it's keeping his muffin top in line it's I was gonna say it's a holster and it's a girdle (laughs) a girl still no it didn't work out (laughs) You get really frustrated when there should be a perfect poor man toe and it's not there. Oh well, like suppository. Anyway, okay, wait, really quickly. I had a dream where um, I met Natalie Portman and I said like, "Oh, a Natalie Portman toe," which I thought was really clever. She was like, "I heard that one already." <laughs> Natalie Portman in my dream, like, how I heard this joke. <laughs> oh, Natalie Portman in your dream just looks at you and goes, "Crickets." Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it would be fun to live in the tubes just because I, it's fun to like. It feels like they're playing house, but for for a while. In like a really big fort. Yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of fun to build a big fort. If you got to build your own cast of characters for the tubes, I'd be totally into it. But these people are ridiculous. I don't know. I want Jeb there. Jeb Jeb is somewhat amusing, but I feel like everyone else blends together or is sort of... Do you guys get the impression that everyone is trying to sleep with Wanda? (laughs) (laughs) I'm no. worried. No. Where's the mic? I'm a little worried. Well, Ian is. Ian is. Ian is definitely really? trying. Even, even Jamie, a little I uncomfortable. Had also a little really? bit, yeah. Okay. Her little brother. <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, it's not going to happen. I don't think Stephanie Myers really understands how sex works. But really? I'm. <laughs> we traumatized Alex. You guys were thinking this. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It seemed like that. Nobody's trying to sleep. Really? <laughs> little jamie no when the new girl comes to town everyone wants everyone to bang, bang her. yeah that's, that's what happens that is a, that is a stephanie meyer th- philology theology philo- 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 <laughs> yes it's a philo- <laughs> philo- <laughs> philo- <laughs> philo- <laughs> philo- <laughs> philo-
Well, so I guess my ne- my next question was going to be fun or not uh, being the person dating the girl that has another girl inside her head. I thought about this too. Because when you're sleeping with her, you're you're not really getting a threesome, but you're getting like a a twosome, but one is two halves. So it feels like more. Does it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. So what do you think? Fun or not? Uh, okay, and in this case, you've got one person's lifetimes plus another person's nine different lifetimes worth of experience of things to try. Of creepy uh, gas planet <coughs> vulture sex. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, there's, there's really not a lot. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how much of that's comparable. I don't want the mechanical precision of the spider sex, honestly. It's more like... I'd like, like it one day, and then I'd like the next day I want it to be like ice bear like, sex. <laughs> Yeah, they were artists. Says that was not precision. Okay, one of their hands uh, was covered in razors. But imagine she's got her hand, but she's telling you it's her razor hand, so it's got that like fun but also dangerous feeling. (laughs) I'm gonna pass actually on the razor hand sex, but you go ahead. (laughs) It's not a real razor hand. She's just acting. She's talking like it is. Uh, Still pass. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> All right. Question: Fun or not, living among the human bodies that have been taken over by the aliens, where everybody's pleasant all the time and you don't need money to buy things. I think fun isn't really fair because fun isn't really a concept that's there anymore. But you know, I'll say pleasant. You don't think they have fun? I thought they came to Earth to experience Earth. So I think maybe there's some exciting people there. And you can pleasant your way into owning a G5. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. Is that like a G6? It's like a G6. Like a G6? It's fly like a G6. It's like... <laughs> I, I, I think actually the, the no money thing was really like... It's weird when you do it at like a grocery store. They like... You know, they go in, they just take stuff and then they leave. But the... Like imagine there's a BMW dealership somewhere where you would just walk up and you would like... The, I mean the guy would still be a creeper and a pushy yeah. salesman. Oh, but then you wouldn't have to pay for the BMW. Yeah, but he'd probably make you like tack on like the you know extended warranty. Yeah, that's yeah, still annoying. for free. Yeah, it's still annoying. He'd, he'd upsell you into leather upholstery for free. Yeah, I didn't even want that. <laughs> or the, the the alloy wheels, man. It's it's the alloy. I've wheels, got a sunroof so. and a moonroof. Why did I do that? That's just a, that's a <laughs> and a roof roof. <laughs> but but because it was free. But here's the thing, like I know he's trying to screw me, so I'll still try to haggle with him, you know. <laughs> Is there anything you can do with this freeness? I don't know. Like, Busting my balls here. <laughs> yeah, I, they still have to haggle. Well, I'll give you zero dollars for it. Nope, I won't take anything less than nada. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Zilch is my best offer. Yeah, I'll give it to you for nil. That's the, that's the lowest I can go. Can you do nil and a half? I'll, all right. How about buy one, get throw me throw in another one for free, and then we'll talk. The way that I've been thinking about it, like it, the, the stakes are kind of non-existent. Like the thing that we're losing is all like human memories. Like, and maybe maybe <laughs> I've become some kind of machine. Like, and this is a big problem, but it doesn't bother me that much. Like, what that, that, that we're they're living in a world where all the humans are, you know, blank. Yeah, and, and nice. I don't know. I just I feel I feel the way that I feel toward like people that are on yearbook committee. Yeah. <laughs> like, like well <laughs> like you're gonna wave to them in the hallway because you don't want them to publish bad pictures of you but you don't actually like them you guys yeah. are way more nostalgic than it makes sense to be <laughs> yeah, exactly i feel like that's uh, that's oh what that you're fighting against and and i guess that's not fair but wait if you're telling me that the, the world is being invaded by yearbook committee now i'm kind of freaked out well, no, but no, yearbook committee is being wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah. Like, oh, that's, better. 
and we're trading it for aliens. And we're trading it for aliens. Also, can we talk for a second about, okay, there's the moment where she goes to like this abandoned cabin and there are all these newspapers with like horrifying headlines from like before. Yeah. Like, what was it? Household pets found slaughtered in a trash can. I was like, when has this been a headline? (laughs) How is that not compostable? (laughs) Gross, says Ariel. I know. I just found slaughtered. Like, what kind of world does Stephanie Meyer think is like the worst world possible? One where Fluffy and Jojo meet a gruesome end in a trash can. Area man quite disappointed. (laughs) Plans to adopt new pets. (laughs) I wasn't that attached. Area Man planning to get additional black tabby. <laughs> Plans to name Mittens. <laughs> Sources close to the man claim that he's going to also call this one Mittens. It makes it easier. <laughs> Neighbors wonder what is wrong with Area Man. <laughs> Another news, slow news day. <laughs> All right, it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. It's uh, We're going to go in reverse order. So, Tanya, you have to go first. What is your la- uh, minor compliment? Oh. Well, I, I, I like how she makes everything really, really clear for us at all times. So <laughs> things that Stephanie Meyer says, like, uh, there was something wrong with my injured leg. <laughs> That's no. thoroughly accurate. Like, it was totally I, I, I injured like... was the biggest problem. Right, right. I think, yeah. All right, uh, continuing backwards then. My turn, right? Right. Sure. All right. So, so in the end, when the when the world ends, it provides a ton of joy for people like Jeb who've been expecting the world to end for their whole lives. And I feel like that was kind of a fun thing that she did by giving Jeb the fu- the only way he could possibly ever be right and well liked. And so I think we should hasten the end of the world just so crazy people can have their turn. So everybody's crazy. Tea Party Uncles will be right. They have all of these caves all set up, and no one who wants to live in them. We can tell them. We don't actually have to make it happen. Oh, I guess we could We just say, like, all of us have been taken over by aliens, Jeb. If you can get that story <laughs> to run on Fox News, then it'll probably be all right. Then he'll just assume that the aliens are here, and then he'll run off to his cave. Hmm, that'll work. Yeah, I feel like they'd really focus on that pets in the trash can kind of story. <laughs> so. All right, yeah. uh, Chris, your compliment. Uh, my compliment is the much maligned Jared, boy toy of Melanie, because he's badass. And there's a little maligning, isn't there? Yeah. You know, he's the guy whose abs are so rock solid that they hurt people's elbows when they touch it. He gets kneed in the groin and then, like, five seconds later, sprints after Melanie at yeah. the beginning of the book, which well, is really hard to do. I mean, he is yeah. If you strike his junk down, it'll just rise up stronger than you could ever imagine. Even swifter than before. <laughs> like, like... Five months later, there'll just be a blue, glowing, ghosty version of his junk <laughs> hanging out behind people make, helping them make decisions. <laughs> yeah. The junk will be with you always. Keep the, keep the junk away from me. I would like it to stop following me. <laughs> For the junk is my ally, and a strong ally it is. It knows what you are. The dark side of the junk. <laughs> it is the the dark junk side knows the... about that scar on your neck and how you faked it. <laughs> Who knows what evil looks in the heart of men? The junk knows. 
But that is, I mean, that's a, that's another, that's another point to Jared. He actually has the, the forethought to give himself, because when they, when they insert themselves into humans, they cut the back of their neck and that's how they get in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jared gives himself like the, the telltale scar so that they won't know that he hasn't been implanted. Yeah. And then the aliens are like, yeah, that never would have fooled us. He did a bad job. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the two kids standing on each other's shoulders with a big coat trying to be somebody. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, well, never fool yeah. anybody, but you're just so happy that they're doing it. Stop. <laughs> exactly. I just feel like, wouldn't the humans have tried to develop like some contacts that mirror that? Cause that's the other telltale sign is like the silvery thing in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You can probably they... get some contacts. Right. Oh, like those cat eye contacts. Uh, It'd be funny if oh, they I just got those. monster contacts. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, it's working. <laughs> and like a like a sexy kitten, like a Halloween outfit. <laughs> <laughs> sexy kitten outfit found in a garbage truck. Dude. <laughs> what is this world coming to? Local man disappointed at how party went. Local man disappointed he wasn't invited. Yeah. <laughs> Ezra, your final compliment. Okay. Stephanie Meyer actually has a great uh, solution to things. So the real question is, how can you make a character more annoying than Bella? And the answer is, make a Bella stuffed Bella. (laughs) (laughs) Bella with Bella on top. Do you think that Stephanie Meyer's next book, she'll do a Turbella, which will be a Bella inside a Bella inside a Bella. Wait, wouldn't that have been a Bella inside a Bella inside a turkey? (laughs) Right, exactly. And then deep fried. (laughs) <laughs> deep fried in emotions that's right but if you think about the, the other side of this right so stuffing um like a bad thing inside a bad thing makes it worse mm-hmm. stuffing a great thing inside of a great thing makes it better right so imagine like like agent simpkins with kira knightley inside her <laughs> interesting <laughs> sorry agent simpkins stuffed with agent simpkins oh. <laughs> So you get an Agent Simpkins alien who's like uh, controlling Agent Simpkins and they're totally agreeing about everything. They're like, say, hey, I think we should crash through this plate glass window. And they're like, yeah, let's do it now. Double your Simpkins, double your fun. All right, guys, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again next week with the second half of this book. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's really good. We're (laughs) expecting there to be at least one baby, possibly a mustache. We will see. If you have any feedback for us today, send us all of it. We would love to hear from you. Go to readdeathweep.com slash contact. You can fill out that form and send us an email, or you can also call us and leave a voicemail, which we can and will use against you uh, on the show if possible. Uh, so what character would you want stuck with another character? Yeah, that's a great... Not necessarily from what we've read, but it can yeah, be. Anyway, yeah, what's your double stuff character? Who would be the most fun that way? And maybe even not the same character twice. Like one character with another character. I like that better. I'll put it... And it's always going to be in a turkey. So... <laughs> Someone who likes being in a turkey, at least. Character A stuffed with character B all shoved up a turkey's ass. So put that all in. If you have any thoughts about that, let us know on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash read it and weave. We'd love to hear about that as well. Thank you as always for being here, Chris and Ezra. Yes. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Tanya. It's been lovely talking to you again. Aw, thank you. Likewise. Well, uh, we'll be back with you again next week. Take care. Goodbye. Holy shit! Lava tubes, guys!